Hey, my name is Kevin Clark. I'm the host of a new football podcast called Slow News Day. I want to tell you about it. On Mondays, Lindsey Jones and I will recap the weekend in football that was, as well as look ahead to what's next. On Wednesday, the normal Slow News Day, the thing you've been watching for years, current players, current coaches, current analysts talking about the football world. And on Friday, it's a wild card. Could be some college football, could be more pro stuff. It's a video podcast, so you can watch it on Spotify or listen to it wherever you get your podcasts. Follow on Spotify. It's Slow News Day. It's the Full Goal presented by FanDuel. The second half of the NBA season is here and you can bet on the action with an assist from FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, you can check out the new and improved Parlay Hub. Filter by odds, sport, and bet type to easily find the most popular parlays and same-game parlays all on one page. Plus, start betting on the Explore page and the Pulse and bet live same-game parlays for every, that's right, every NBA game. So download the app today and bet with FanDuel, the official partner of the NBA. The Ringer is committed to responsible gaming. Please visit theringer.com slash RG to learn more about the resources and helplines available and listen to the end of the episode for additional details. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit theringer.com slash RG. This episode is brought to you by Lincoln and the all-new 2024 Nautilus Hybrid featuring a customizable 48-inch panoramic display, available Revel audio system, and available perfect position front seats with active motion massage. Oh my God. The world isn't wide enough. Visit lincoln.com to learn more. Some models, trims, and features may not be available or may be subject to change. Check with your local retailer for current information. Lincoln and Nautilus are trademarks of Ford or its affiliates. Chicago everywhere. Check it. It's not enough Chicago. We just don't have enough Chicago people. Jason Goff is here. Well, I'm at Full Go. The Full Go podcast. The Full Go. Bears, Bulls, White Sox, Cubs, and Blackhawks. Our man, Jason Goff. Three times a week with Jason Goff. His mood is elevated. He is feeling good. Jason, I'm loving the Full Go. Love the Full Go. The Full Go. The Full Go. Welcome to Full Go with Jason Goff. That is what I'm talking about. What up, world? You're listening to The Full Go with Jason Goff, presented by The Ringer, a Spotify original. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We're going to talk about the dominant situation in his watch. Right? And I'm, I'm, I'm going to also let Jesse know, that I'm letting you know, that I'm not watching that series. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we watched, we watched, yeah, we watched the documentary, Jesse. I can't. I can't watch eight episodes of, you know, dick eating and, and spleen eating and all the, all the other eatings that, that, that I figured that, the documentary that, would be tough because that's like the real shit. Yeah. The documentary. You don't, you don't, tough, you don't want to watch a cin- cinematic version of that. Yeah, yeah. You don't, you don't have to watch it alone. You have to watch it either. I don't want to watch eight episodes of, yeah, you can go ahead and do that then. Jesse, are there shows that you watch with your lady that, that you can't I, watch I, by yourself? Every show. Every anime show. is the only thing I can't watch by myself nowadays. Anime? Yeah. That, everything else I have to wait. <laughs> yeah. Like, I try to watch some of the sports stuff on Netflix, but I never really make it through it. Cause I haven't even watched the Redeem fan, Team, so. Doc. Yeah, the Redeem Team. I'm going to check that out. Um, yeah, but just letting you know, I'm not watching. I'm not watching eight episodes. Yeah. Of that. I promise you, I'm not. All right. <laughs> yeah. Just saying, man. Not watching that shit. 
Actually. You're not the first person I've heard say, say that. <laughs> just just because like I was a kid when it was happening, so I I I remember it. Like oh, he's that's like, a whole different thing. Then if you remember it, that's like yeah. Well, he was kind of like one of the first serial killers I was introduced to. Like John Wayne Gacy, we were aware of as kids, but we weren't. Um, we weren't tapped into it because you just you were. It, it was different times back then. You yeah. didn't really know yeah. as much this now. This dude in Milwaukee popped up. We we were all aware because uh, you know cannibalism and all those other things. Like yeah, man. We've been you know we just finished the Sopranos. Um, we've been searching for new stuff to watch. All I do is fall asleep probably half an hour, twenty five minutes into anything that we watch anyway. So it's not it's not like watching something without me. There's this great loss. I'm not you know <laughs> no, I'm not the, of course not the, the, the best watch a series p- with partner. Um, because I don't have to. I don't have to be. You know, I get up at a at a pretty decent hour. I don't I don't I don't have to spend my nights watching TV shows. You know, see my fiance's is kind of like. I, I had to wait for it on some shows, which I get, you know, it is what it is, but it annoys me because sometimes we watching shows like Sopranos, like we're watching it for the first time and we're, we just started the sixth season. Like Tony oh, just okay. got, Tony just got out of the hospital. That's where we're at. Uh, so he just got go. out of the hospital. But like half the time I'm like, like I'm, I'm sitting down and watching it because it's a lot. And it's like the show you need to like sit down and watch. Right. Yeah. And she's like on her phone and I'm just like, get off your phone. Just yeah. watch. <laughs> yeah. If you're gonna be if you're gonna be locked in, be locked in with me. Don't don't be yes. halfway locked in with because me. Because I'm waiting for questions. you. Or else I would have yeah. been done by already. You know? Yeah. Let's say yeah, we, we we had that issue with Game of Thrones. <laughs> we we're supposed to be watching this new one and uh, you know, we kind of splintered off and I just ended up watching the rest of it by myself and then and then the House of Dragons came on and I'm like, ah, oh, do I start watching this? Do I not? But you know. It is. That happened with the bear, and then she got mad, and I said, "All right, I'll I'll stop watching it and continue watching it." I I left off like on the fifth season, on the fifth episode, because I'm supposed to wait for her to to catch up, and hasn't happened yet. Alice and the Bounty Hunter has actually recommended the bear to me because of the Chicago ties, and it's pretty good from from the little bit that I've watched. It's really good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, So we got to. Fun Thursday night football game coming up here. But before that, the the Bulls preseason wraps as they play the Milwaukee Bucks uh, here as we're recording Tuesday night. Uh, what, what episode is this going to be? 162. 162. Yep. Ah, episode yes, 162 of the Full Go Podcast. That voice that you're hearing is that of Jesse Lopez. Tony Gill is out. He is uh, getting ready to be happily wed coming up here on, is it Saturday? Friday night. Friday night. Yeah, Friday night. So uh, we will... We'll be mixing up how we put out the pod next week. We'll be putting things out a day ahead of schedule so we can kind of catch up. Plus, I got a I got a wedding that I have to go to in New Orleans for my buddy George. Uh, he is getting ready to marry his uh, lovely, lovely partner, uh, Soretta. So looking forward to going out to New Orleans for a couple of days and hanging out shortly after Tony's wedding. So, you know, tis the season, man. Everybody's the season of weddings. Yeah, man. Yours is coming up. I got mine next year. Hey, listen. We can all make it. You know what what is it? Uh, uh, A man who finds a wife has found himself a good thing. Now, you know, of course, it's a partner who's found a partner. But shout out to everybody out there who are engaging in marital bliss coming up here very soon. And it's a good time to it. Because, uh, you know, 
It's cuffing season right now, and, and a lot of people are rolling around in very, very cold beds, <laughs> trying to figure out what that, uh, what that winter, what that winter season, what that fall season is going to look like out there. You can't go apple picking by yourself. You feel me? You can't get any of these commemorative mugs that you pay twelve dollars for to drink hot cider out of, and and be in fall colors and take all your pictures out by you know the barn or whatever the hell you're going for your pumpkin patch or your apple picking. So shout out to everybody out there trying to figure out life shout out to everybody out there who's stepping into this new season single yeah that's what we'll do for this pod shout out to all the single folks out there you feel me i know it's cold i know it's hard on you right now i know the apps ain't doing what you thought they would do i know you thought you'd have yourself a hot girl or a hot boy summer and now you you're just sitting there scrolling through your contacts in the graveyard of block contacts right yeah shout out to all my samsung phone users out there too boy that was that was the real get off back in the day where it was like i'm gonna block this person but I'm going to see how often they're just sending messages to, to a brick wall, right? You don't have those features with your fancy iPhones out there, right? If you're in the block graveyard, you never even see it, right? So shout, shout out to everybody out there trying to get their situation together because this is an important stretch too, right? I know I mentioned this in the last part, but this is a very, very important stretch. You got Halloween where, you know, she dresses however she wants to dress and you're going to dress like the idiot that you are because... Let's face it, man. Y'all dudes going out here in these like costumes that are showing off your muscles or your shirt off. Like you, you're taking the holiday away from the kids and the women who want to dress like women of the night. Like you, you really, you're really doing a disservice to everybody out here. The Halloween holiday is for kids and for ladies who want to put on something latex or spandex or whatever the case may be, and you know, get themselves some candy, have a good time, and a party or two. Like all you dudes running around out here with your chest out because you spent the summer in the gym. Good, good luck. Good luck to you. But yeah, you got the holiday that, that is Halloween and then you get into Thanksgiving, then you get into Christmas. So this is about to be a, a very pivotal three month run for a lot it of comes people. Quick. Yeah. You don't be expect it, but it here. comes quick. Be careful. Budget properly. You feel me? Like this is this is me telling you this. Like, uh, uh, listen to me. Right. Because I have made this mistake many a time and then Christmas sneak up on your ass and you still out here spending Thanksgiving money. Like, don't don't I Black Friday, you know, be careful, you know, Prime Day, whatever you got out there. Just be very, very careful uh, because these months are about to come hot and heavy. The fourth quarter is is upon us. Uh, and, and speaking of the fourth quarter and speaking of second halves, um, the Chicago Bears are getting set to play a game against the Washington Commanders, the Commandos, the Commies, whatever you want to call them out there. They, this is getting ready to be, not just because it's Thursday night football, but because it's the Bears versus the Commanders. This is getting ready to be one of the worst football games we've watched this season. And I've been telling you for the last four or five weeks that I think NFL football has taken a steep decline. You got about three or four five maybe good teams and then the rest you can throw in a barrel and some might win some might lose but in the end you got yourself above average grade t- type of squads that people are thinking that can go long and and strong in the playoffs I, I, we all know the bears and the commanders ain't those types of teams but man i i went back and watched this bears game i went back and watched this second half and all I need is a little bit. Boy, that, that, that quarterback narcotic is, is, is a mean, mean drug, right? First taste is free. And all I needed was Justin Fields' the second half to get me hooked, 
get me strung out on the hope that is Justin Fields. Once again, and then you get Trent Dilfer going on local stations here in the city talking about what he's seen and and the, the fact that the Bears might have themselves a great one on their hands. Um, you hear from Justin Fields about the game slowing down a little bit for him. Right. And him practicing these breathing exercises and 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 not rushing so much like there's different stages that I've heard quarterback, you know, whispers and, and people who have scouted quarterbacks kind of they, the, the the incremental growth that they document, that they try to chart. You ask your quarterback, are you seeing it? Right. And it, and it takes a long time for quarterbacks to see it. It takes a long time for their, their processing mechanism to be fast enough. Sometimes guys come out to shoot and it's fast enough, and all you got to do is worry about the players that you're putting around them. But in certain instances, are you seeing it? Okay, when, then when you see it, are you throwing it? Are you letting go of it? And then when you start to let go of it and start to play a little bit carefree, are you taking care of it? Right. So are you seeing the play develop when you get to that point? Are you letting go of the football in a timely manner, getting it out on time, having the 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 right uh, anticipation? Because we talk about arm strength and accuracy and all these other things. It's about anticipating when a window is going to open up for you. That's why you see these quarterbacks nowadays with all these arm angles, throwing it over the top, throwing it three quarters, because these these windows, these throwing windows don't open up on the NFL level as easily as they used to when you were in college. And you got guys now who, I mean, hell, you watch that Raiders-Chiefs game, and we'll get into some of the things that happened in that game, but you watch that Raiders-Chiefs game, and after a while, guys knew they weren't getting to Patrick Mahomes, so they just started jumping, right? They just started putting their hands in the air. Hell, that's what Brian Dayball told his team to do against the Green Bay Packers in the London game, and the last couple of plays that were, when the game was on the line, Aaron Rodgers got balls, batted back in his face. So this is a, an odd time where you, you think the quarterback that you've hoped has a glimmer of success. Now it's the next step, right? If you're seeing it, which I think he saw it in that second half uh, of the last football game that they played, if you're seeing it, now it's time to let it go. And throughout that second half, because of how sped up I think he's become, he started to let it go with a little bit more confidence. And now you just got to take care of it, right? Like the next step for Justin Fields is going to be taking care of the football to a, to a point where we're talking about zero turnover games. Like that's what you have to bank on. That's what you have to start to try to build towards. And, and he's not making the same mistakes over and over again. The problem is we can't see him make the same really, really good plays over and over again because there is no consistency around him. And I think that's where we're going to get in this Commanders game because I think the Bears are going to win this game against the Commanders. I think they're a better team. I think they're uh, – <laughs> this is going to sound weird. But I, I think the quarterback situation is is more dire on the Washington side of things with Carson Wentz. And by the way, remember when Bears fans wanted Carson Wentz here a year ago? Like, remember, remember when all the Andy Dalton talk before all that and before, you know, we, we started talking about who the next coach of the Bears would be and Matt Eberflus wasn't even a, a thought in our minds. Carson Wentz was one of those guys that Bears fans was like, eh, maybe. And now, and now, Jesse, I don't know if you got it ready to roll with it, but Carson Wentz went from an MVP candidate, right? And we all go back to that year where you play those 12, 13 games, had the injury. Of course, Nick Foles comes in, saves the day. All of a sudden, Nick Foles is a Philadelphia legend. And then there's a quarterback controversy. And then 
three, four years later, Carson Wentz is now on his third team. But this is what Ron Rivera, former Chicago Bear, right? Super Bowl champion. This is what Ron Rivera, current coach of the Washington Commanders, had to say about the division and why the Eagles and the Cowboys are in a certain position and the Washington Commanders are in the position that they are in. Give it a listen. Following up on John's question about the, the Giants, you know, they're up to a faster start. The Eagles, the Cowboys, you know, they've kind of all been rebuilding too the last couple of years, and it seems like they're farther ahead. Why do you think the teams in the division are farther ahead at, at this point? Quarterback. Is that? I mean, with quarterback, like the Cowboys, for instance, they're, they don't have Dak Prescott this season and still have been able to. Well, they started with well, they, they started, started with, with them, Dak, but they've... and they build around Dak, and the offense is built around Dak. Um, their backup's a, a guy that is very solid inside of it, inside of what they do. Um, and the truth is that, that this is a quarterback-driven league. And if you look at the teams that have been able to sustain success, they've been able to build it around a specific quarterback. You chose the quarterback here, though. So, do you have any regrets about that, or how do you? No, I got no regrets about their quarterback. I think our quarterback has done some good things. There's been a couple of games that he struggled, um, but you look at his numbers from yesterday, and you would say, okay, look at his numbers he's had throughout the year. There was a time he was, you know, um, very solid, and then um, un- you know we had the unfortunate Philadelphia game, and he struggled a little bit in the Dallas game. But the way he performed yesterday, it just shows you, you know, what he's capable of. And, you know, we chose him because we believe him. We chose him because we looked at what we felt were, were, were things that pointed towards him. Ooh, can you imagine if someone asked you, <laughs> why do households run the way they're supposed to? And, and, and you're just like, hey, man, it's got to be your wife. Got to got to be the person who was holding the crib down at home, making sure everything is good. Also going out there, working her tail off and and making sure she's bringing home some of the bacon to fry up as well. And then go, hey, hey why are you losing? Oh, man. I mean, mine. I mean, you look at theirs and you look at mine. I mean, it's it's. It's obvious why my household is in disarray. Like that that's what Ron Rivera did to Carson Wentz. And the crazy part about it is someone got a hold of Ron Rivera the moment he came off of that podium, the moment he came off that lectern, because they were like, hey, listen, you uh you gotta go talk to Carson because he's gonna hear this. And of course that's what happened. So the next day he comes out and says, quote, I didn't have to. I was fortunate enough that our media relations, because in response to, did you talk to Carson Wentz, by the way, said I didn't have to. Quote, I was fortunate enough that our media relations director contacted him and let him know, and I actually talked to Carson this morning. In fact, I talked to the whole team. I had a mere copal moment and that I should know better. I created a little bit of a distraction, and that's one thing I try not to do, and it's one thing that I'm very aware of. Again, it's one of those things that when you misstep, people can't wait to dive onto it and jump onto it and hold on to it without an opportunity to explain yourself. So, hey, that's on me. I should know better. Let me tell you something right now. Well, unquote. Let me tell you something right now. Ron Rivera knew exactly what he was saying, and he spoke his heart in the moment. Ron Rivera knows that he has arguably the worst quarterback, not just not just in the division, but Carson Wentz is boo-boo. 
Like there, there are certain guys who you're like, oh, they can make a couple plays, but all those bad plays that they come along with, Carson Wentz has become that dude. He has fallen off the face of the earth when it comes to quarterback prospects. I remember coming out of North Dakota State a few years ago. It was like, oh, this is a can't miss dude, great leader, big body, six foot five, two hundred forty pounds. Like he's everything that people talked about Josh Allen being right coming out of a small, well, Wyoming's not a small school, but you know, lesser competition, not some big-time conference, so you're wondering what he can do against the big boys. Carson Wentz got into Philadelphia and wrecked shop, and then the back injury happened, and he hadn't been the same guy since, and then the leadership issues started popping up. Like, Justin Fields right now, if you're asking me which quarterback I want, I'm taking I'm taking Justin Fields. I'm taking Justin Fields, especially with the play calling late in the, in the last Washington game where on the goal line, they're out there running not just shotgun, but they're, they're running weird Philly special type plays. You know, this, this shovel pass to the middle of the line, to the tight end, like let that be done. Like, like let the Wildcat and some of the other offenses that, that the NFL kind of, you know, counterpunched against and, and has started to stop it as much. Like everybody's got their little Philly special shovel pass. Even the Kansas City Chiefs tried it on Monday Night Football the other night. But the difference is they got Patrick Mahomes and they got Travis Kelsey, right? Like you doing this with Logan Thomas and, and Carson Wentz. So I think the Bears beat the Washington Commanders. And, and thank God I haven't said the other name because I've been working on this pre-pod all night long to not say, like, I'm gonna I'm gonna call them commandos, I'm gonna call them the commies, but you know, I'm not gonna call them what they used to be called because you know, we just had Indigenous Peoples Day. And by the way, shout out to Kansas City in Arrowhead Stadium. You you guys put your foot in the tomahawk chop on Indigenous Peoples Day. It was a really, really good look for you and the NFL and everyone involved. It was awesome. By the way, the Braves game, I think, was on simultaneously as well. So shout out to American sports on the day that we're supposed to be commemorating the people whose land got stolen from them. And all we did was give them some casinos and, and you know, and, and, and have... Have them just have have land set aside that that surely isn't enough, right? Reparations wise, but yeah, here's a Chiefs and a Braves game on the same day while we're supposed to be cel- celebrating you guys. So you know, shout out to a you know another another weird moment in uh, in sports in American history happening on that day. But yeah, man, I'm not uh, I'm not scared of the Commanders. What I am worried about though is. Antonio Gibson, you know, the Brian Robinson, the, the, the kid who uh, got shot in his right leg uh, in the preseason, the rookie who was out for the first few weeks of the season that got his first taste of NFL action last week for the Washington Commanders. I'm worried about anybody who has any semblance of a run game or anybody who's going to stick to it. You know, the things that have happened in the first halves of these football games, especially over the last three weeks, you know, at some point, it's got to not only get fixed, rectified, but somebody's got to be held accountable for it. Like, there's got to be playing time along with the coaches being called out. And whatever happens at halftime of these football games where the Bears come out, just like they did against the Vikings, just like they did against the Texans, they come out seemingly a different team, it's got to change in the beginning of the game. And hopefully it'll change because, you know, Jalen Johnson, who uh, it, there was no practice today, but if there was a practice, they would have guessed that he would have been a full participant. I guess that's how you got to put it out there on the injury report. So Jalen Johnson hopefully will be playing on Thursday night when you guys are listening to this because Jalen Jones, the other Jalen, 
who who got his ass roasted time and time again in the first half of the football game against the Minnesota Vikings. What Justin Jefferson had ten catches, I believe seven, seven, eight of them were on Jalen Jones. They were targeting that young man, and, and you know it, it, it's a day that he will never forget uh, in his young career. But now that Jalen Johnson hopefully is healthy, you can put him alongside a guy like Kyler Gordon and Kendall Vildor, who made plays last week. Like the things that I went back and watched, you know, watching the Bears game the second time around is usually torture because one is is more than likely a boring football game and two you know it's coming off of a loss especially these last couple of years but this one felt a lot different because there's something to, to be said for young players making plays and having teachable moments or as my man Lance Briggs call it teach tape uh in a loss and what Kyler Gordon did in in back-to-back drives, making plays, not only in the run game, but in the passing game, you know, getting his hand on the block field goal, like affecting two different phases of football is it, huge. It's huge not only for his confidence, but it's huge for his standing out there as, okay, are you a boundary corner? Are you a nickel corner? Can we put you anywhere on the field and make impact plays? Like, that's what I want to see out of Kyler Gordon. So the fact that Jalen Johnson is coming back and, that part of the field will be manned up and, and, and taken care of. You're going to see Jahan Dotson. You're going to see Terry McLaurin, right? You're going to see Curtis Samuel, a really, really, I think, underrated wide receiver trio. You're going to see those three guys get some action. And Kendall Vildor, I know he made a big play in the fourth quarter last week against the Vikings, but he's going, he's going to be targeted again. And he's going to have to keep making plays. Scary Terry is out there. Like Curtis Samuel is, is a running back pretty much playing wide receiver, right? And, and Jahan Dotson out of Penn State. I mean, this dude is a deep threat. So I, I look forward to this game. You know, bad teams usually somehow, some way in the NFL try to find a way to make things interesting and sometimes entertaining. So I'm not saying it's going to be an all out, like unentertaining or non-entertaining football game, but I, I don't. I don't see much premium play coming out of this one. The Bears just have to be who they are in the second half and the first half. And it sounds easy, but that's what it's up to the coaching staff. Like Luke Getty's offense has to look coordinated. Last week, first half, didn't look coordinated. Might be good to come out and not have a delayed game to start the football game. That might be a good thing, right? And, and Allen Williams, whatever gap responsibility that wasn't had in the first half of, of last week's game against the Minnesota Vikings that allowed the Minnesota Vikings to run up and down the field on you, that's got to get shored up. Guys got to do their jobs and not try to do anybody else's. And, and, and if he can get any kind of play, any, and this is, uh, this is something I didn't think I'd be saying this year, but Robert Quinn, where you at, man? Like Robert Quinn went from having a historic bear season to right now, if I'm not mistaken, Robert Quinn is sitting on uh, one sack? Yeah. I think he's sitting on one sack, and he's got one tackle for loss in four games played. Like, that's, I mean, on five games. I'm sorry, two and three. In five games played. He had 18 and a half in 17 games last year. Travis Gibson is leading his team with two sacks, and he just got busy last week against the Minnesota Vikings. So this thing, this thing defensively, is not where I thought it would be. I thought the defense not only would keep them in games, which they have, but I did not think they would keep them in games like this. Like, they're making plays on the football in the passing game, but in the run game, this thing has been atrocious. And if a team can run the football on you, one, they're going to keep you on the sidelines, which is makes it harder for us to evaluate Justin Fields. And two, you're not getting off the field, so that means you're going to get tired. And when you get tired, injuries happen. And when injuries happen on a team like this, you can see 
how far, the, how steep the drop-off is between first string and second string. And then you get into the third string, you're talking about barely fringe NFL players on this roster. There's 20-some-odd guys who are either rookies or first-year experienced dudes on this team. So the evaluation part that we talk a lot about when it comes to Justin Fields is definitely on the other side of the football as well. It's hard for me to evaluate what the hell is going on out there because they're never in a situation or rarely seemingly in a situation where they can pin their ears back on third and long and go get the quarterback because they haven't earned the right to rush the passer by stopping the run. So Allen Williams, Luke Getze, this is a coordinator game. I think the Bears are as talented, if not more talented, than this Washington Commanders team. This is a coordinator game. This is a coaching game. Can't have the loafs and all the other things. If the hits principle is going to be in effect, then Matt Eberflus has to make sure it's in effect. If he wants to be Riverboat Matt like he was last week with the two-point conversion and the onside kick, do what you got to do. But help Bears fans, like I said, and like I've been saying for the last five weeks, and we'll say for the next 11 weeks, this is all an evaluation period. It could either be fun, it could either be boring, or it could either be bad. But in the end, it's all up for evaluation. And against this Washington Commanders team, I think that you're going to have enough situations where the Bears will be better in certain elements, right? Because that left side of that Washington line where Andrew Norwell and Charles Leno Jr. and Bears fans know damn well and good what Charles Leno Jr. is and what he isn't, right? Like he's he's a starting left tackle, right? He's, a, he's above average starting left tackle. Sometimes he plays really, really well for stretches as we saw here in Chicago. But if Travis Gibson, and Dominique Robinson and Robert Quinn can't get pressure on the quarterback, then we know what we're dealing with here, right? Because you got a back seven with a bunch of young players in it, whether it be linebackers or people in the defensive backfield. Eddie Jackson is the veteran, but you, you got Jaquan Brisker, you got Kyler Gordon, you got Kendall Vildor, you got Jalen Jones, you got a bunch of dudes playing back there. I just want to make sure that this team is not only making the same mistakes, but also just getting better. Right. The Emir Smith Marset thing, that probably won't happen for the rest of this season. But you've already if it's already costed you a game of players not knowing what the hell is supposed to do out there. You can't both be bad and dumb on the football field. And I think the reason why the Bears didn't come away with a win last week against the Minnesota Vikings is because they were both in long stretches of time, long periods of time. They were bad. And when it hurt you the most, they were dumb. So against this team, I think you may have the margin for error for both. Hopefully we don't see it so we can have something to build off of. And Justin Fields, he can build off the second half he had against the Vikings going against this commander's team because I think the possibility for big plays will be there against that bunch. But like I said, it's Bears. So anything can happen. Time for some commercials. This episode is brought to you by UGG. Y'all know UGG is a brand that athletes wear all the time in the tunnel and on travel days. Well, I bet you think Ugg season is only during the colder months of the year. Oh, contraire. You're wrong. You need to check out the latest spring drop from Ugg. They have everything from sandals to clogs. I like the sandals. Ugg has you covered for your next spring adventure. Shop the Golden Collection at Ugg.com. Bulls Talk with Jason Goff on the full goal. Flies in with a two-handed slam dunk. Brought to you by The Ringer, a Spotify original. As I mentioned at the outset, Bulls preseason is over. Yay! We can get to it now. We're about a week out as we are taping here. The, the first game against the Miami Heat 
at Miami, October 19th. Should be fun. The Bulls got themselves an interesting schedule to start the season, too. You got Miami, you got Washington, you got, I believe, a Boston game sprinkled in there. So you're going to find out early what's going on with this squad. And as, as I've mentioned on this pod numerous times so far this preseason, the Eastern Conference is stacked. The Eastern Conference is loaded. And, and the Bulls, you know, I heard Stacey King on the on the broadcast with Jason Benetti. Shout out to JB and Stacey. I know Adam's uh, running around doing baseball right now. Uh, shout out to Adam and me. The man is uh, a man of, of many, many talents. But the man jumps off of an NFL football game and go, goes and does a Major League Baseball playoff game. And then he's going to start the NBA season with us on the 19th. So shout out to our guy, Adam and me, who's out here doing big things nationally. Uh, the Bulls did not play DeMar DeRozan. They did not play Zach Levine in the final preseason game, obviously. Rest those dudes. Get them ready for the season. They shown they were sharp. They showed that they came into camp uh, in shape and ready to roll. And what did we see? What did we see? Patrick Williams has the Patrick Williams game when nobody else is on the court where he goes crazy and he's dunking and he's he's moving around. There's a whole bunch of weak side duck-ins that I've been asking for for forever. Uh, you know, I, I'd love to see him play the dunker spot in some of these situations where they go small ball, where he can play small ball five. Like we saw Scotty Barnes playing small ball five the other night in the Toronto preseason game. But I am I am of the mind now, and this will be how I feel about it going forward until further notice when it comes to Pat Williams. Hey, man, if you do it and I see it, I'll be happy about it. But I ain't asking for it no more. <laughs> like, like I, I'm tired of these games where they take everybody off the goddamn court and they say, hey, Patrick, go score. And he's like, oh, okay, cool. <laughs> like, like that's, that's all y'all wanted me to do? Score? Back. All right. Like, I saw an active, I saw an aggressive Patrick Williams. And, of course, Milwaukee didn't have nobody out there either. They had a whole bunch of dudes with tattoos and numbers that I didn't recognize. And a whole bunch, you know what I mean? Like, they had a whole bunch of NBA 2K23, my players out there, dudes with, with mohawks and shit and, you know, colorful hair and wild tattoos and, you know, dyed eyebrows. It was a whole bunch of madness going on. I, I had no idea who was playing out there for the Milwaukee Bucks. And, and neither did JB or Stacey King, to be honest with you. So shout out to them for putting on a two and a half hour show uh, while the basketball game was going on around it. But Kobe White got hot. You know, it's always good to see Kobe White do what he's supposed to do, coming off the bench, getting hot. But this this thing really, and, and by the way, we didn't talk about this last pod, but Andre Drummond and his three-point shot that apparently he has been taking and developing this offseason, well, he is not only taking it, he's taking this shit with confidence. I believe he fired up another one uh, tonight. Now, I don't know as we uh, draw near to the regular season. I don't know how many pick and pop situations Andre Drummond will be in. And and one, I don't him know. Him and Bush working real good together, apparently. Oh, right? my God, man. <laughs> just interchangeable, apparently, when it comes to the three-point touch. But I, I don't know if if it's going to throw somebody's scouting report into whack, but I want to see the first time somebody goes pick and fade, pick and pop, and, and goes out there and chases Andre Drummond off the three-point arc. Like that, When that happens, I'll be like, all right, now, y'all, y'all messing with me. We in a, you know, we in a, you know, uh, uh, an updated version of The Sims, and this is just foolery anyway. Like y- y'all out here playing video game basketball with a dude who can't shoot free throws, but all of a sudden is draining three pointers. But nah, man, preseason is is a time for everybody to get healthier. It's a time for everybody to get in better shape. 
a time for everybody to to just build a bridge pretty much to the regular season. I don't think anything's changed, and we're going to have a Bulls roundtable. Uh, I believe, I believe, was it Wednesday? I think we're going to do it on it was Wednesday. On Monday, I think. On Monday, trash report, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. All right, so we'll, yeah, before we'll before the season starts. Yeah, yeah, that'd be a good time to have a roundtable right before the season, instead of like a game or two inside of it. That way, we can't hedge our bets. But yeah, I, my thoughts have not changed about this basketball team. I think that high side they can be the fifth seed, and low side. They can mess around and be in the playing tournament around nine, somewhere around there, nine to ten. So um, nothing I really thought coming into this joint was going to change other than other than Billy Donovan. And I know he came out afterwards and said that it, it wasn't it wasn't about the starting power forward spot and there is no competition for the spot. Yeah. All right, Billy, you know, I, I feel you, but. Uh, you you got a, a closer look at Derrick Jones Jr. at power forward, and I don't know what that did for you. Hell, if I'm Patrick Williams, I, I'm still taking it personally that, that I'm coming off the bench while my head coach looks for other people at the spot that I'm supposedly playing, right? Like, you, you're not messing around putting Kobe White back at the point guard or Goran Dragic at the point guard to see what he's doing. You, you, it's Io DeSumo's job to lose. Uh, Zach and DeMar didn't play tonight, but if this game wasn't the last preseason game of the season and they had another one to go, they would have played in this one and you wouldn't have said, oh, you know, we're trying to see uh, trying to see what Dalen Terry looks like at small forward. That's why we sat DeMar DeRozan. Like, call it what it is. And, and and it's okay. The kid got benched. The kid got demoted for a game or for a couple of practices. And hopefully it, it rings some alarm bells in him. Because at this point, three years in, if everybody and their mama has told Patrick Williams what they think of him and how, how much they think he should be impacting these basketball games, and he still is moving at the same pace and he's still moving with the same tenor and the same uh, aggressive le- aggression level, then, hey, at some point, it is what it is. You know, I, I have seen Nikola Vucevic play with a different spirit this year. Now, this preseason, I should say. Now, of course, it's a contract year, and contract years bring out special things in individuals. So I, I expect for Nikola Vucevic to continue his aggressive play, whether it be on the defensive end, but especially on the offensive end. He shot the ball pretty well this preseason. Uh, Zach Levine looks spry. He looks healthy. DeMar DeRozan had eight assists and, and, and eight rebounds to go with 20 points the other night. So looks like DeMar is in midseason form already. The Bulls are just good enough, just good enough to make some noise, but they're also just flawed enough to, to flounder around that 7-8 spot that I think, uh, unfortunately, if, if Cleveland gets it going early, let's, let's face it, Putting guys on a roster and 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 just throwing their names on some paper is a lot different than telling Darius Garland, who is in the height of his ascension, like he is about to hit that stride as a young player. Oh, by the way, you have to now share the ball with a multiple-time All-Star in the face of a franchise before he got here in Donovan Mitchell. Like that, that is not an easy task to now tell a player who is used to eating. Hey, by the way, this guy has to eat, and sometimes he has to eat before you. So. That Cleveland Cavaliers thing, I want to see how it looks because Donovan Mitchell is no great shakes defensively, and I want to see how that puts more strain or more pressure on guys like Isaac Okoro, Jared Allen, and Evan Mobley behind him when he's getting beat at the point of attack, which which happened a lot in Utah. You know, Rudy Gobert was Defensive Player of the Year a few times because he got he cleaned up a lot of the mistakes 
that Donovan Mitchell and some of the guys in front of him are working. So I want to see how defensively that identity of that Cleveland Cavaliers team changes. And, you know, there's this funny video that was going on, uh, going around, I should say, about the Nets. I guess they had an outdoor practice and Kyrie was walking around in regular street clothes. Ben Simmons shoots a left-handed jumper that's an air ball. And Kevin Durant is, like, dribbling a ball. And it looks like he's warningly telling Kyrie Irving, hey, man, don't you want to play basketball? Like, here. This is the thing that you love a lot. Such an awkward video. That's that shot is even video, worse. It's like, so what are you doing? Oh my God. Like I got Ben Simmons shoot and, and then all of a sudden all of these, these pieces come up. Uh, these think pieces about Ben Simmons been shooting with the wrong hand this, his entire career and that's why he doesn't want to shoot. Heard it's that just, one for a while, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, I, I'm, not, I'm not expecting the Nets to get off to some hot start. Because I think they have a daunting schedule to start the season as well. Uh, and you can look it up if you can for me, Jesse. But uh, listen, if you put Ben Simmons, Kyrie Irving, and Kevin Durant on the same floor for 45, 50-plus games, you're going to get a certain amount of wins that's going to guarantee you, I think, a playoff spot. Now, after that, yeah, knock yourself out. But it, if all things are running the way they're supposed to be running, I think the Brooklyn Nets are a top-four basketball team. Now, Steve Nash has a lot to overcome with those with those dudes and get, not just regaining trust, but showing showing the organization and showing those players in that locker room that he should be and will be respected because his his respect is going to be it's going to be tested early on this season. Speaking of early on, what's that early season schedule for him, Jess? All right. So they open up the season against the Pelicans <laughs> uh, in Barclays. So it's a home game for the for the Nets. And then they travel to Toronto. Oh, sorry. No, it's another home game against Toronto. The Tough Raptors. Game. They don't travel until their third game, which they face the Grizzlies and the Bucks. Tough games. Then they go back and face the Mavs and then Tough. back-to-back games with the Pacers and then the yeah. Bulls. See, the only, the only respite they get is what? Games like six against yeah. the Pacers, six to seven, something like that, back-to-back yeah. games against the and Pacers. And even the game after the Bulls, they have the Wizards and the Hornets. Yeah, yeah, yeah man. Yeah, and now the news about LaMelo Ball and his yeah, that grade two ankle team. sprain obviously changes things. But yeah, the Nets are going to be tested very early on. And of course, you got the Miami Heat, who Tyler Hero's got, you know, his $100 million now, and he's got all the incentives in his contract, the escalators, you know, the defensive, uh, the all-defensive team escalators, the six-man escalators, the MVP escalators. Like, Tyler Hero is now, I think, going to be um, locked in in a way that we haven't seen him before. And frankly, a year and a half ago, locked in was was not what you thought of when you saw Tyler Hero playing basketball down there in the great city of Miami. So, you know, it's happened to the best of us, right? Like Miami's Miami's gotten to us. Have you ever had yourself a, a, a wild Miami night, Jesse Lopez? Um, considering I've never stepped foot in Miami, I don't no. think so. Okay, there you go. I, be, no. I mean, I've been to Orlando, so I, and I've gone down Walt not Disney World, Universal Jess, Studios. Jesse, it's not that you could stop right there, player. <laughs> It is not the same, baby. <laughs> I didn't think it was. I didn't yeah, think it was. Yeah, yeah. You know it's not. You know it's not. There, there's, there's, uh, there's a higher quality of something in Miami that Orlando does not present. Shout out to Orlando. Don't get me wrong. You know, Universal Studios and Epcot Center and all that good stuff. Mickey and the boys, cool. But yeah, Miami. It's not Miami. Miami. Yeah, Miami <laughs> got a little something, something for you. Feel me? You mess around and 
and start habits there that you never knew you were going to start. So shout out to Miami and what it can do to you in an NBA season. But yeah, the Miami Heat, you know, Jimmy got them, them extensions out of his damn head. So they, they should be a viable contender once again. Now, if he had kept them, I, I would have. I would have pushed for them to be more of like a six or seven seed just because team morale has to drop if you're looking that foolish every single night. You know, like I, I usually think about hair like this. Can I go to a funeral or a wedding with it? Okay, like if if somebody was to go tomorrow and I couldn't undo whatever is on my head and I have to show up at at their last services looking like a damn fool, is is it the hair that I should have? You know that. But yeah, that's 41 year old me and not the multi-millionaire Jimmy Butler, who is, uh, you know, an all star several times over and, and, you know. Uh, small town kid done good or whatever the hell the story is that they try to paint when it comes to Jimmy. And of course, you got the Milwaukee Bucks, right? We saw the Bucks this evening as we're taping, but that wasn't the Bucks. <laughs> Drew Holiday, Chris Middleton, Giannis Antetokounmpo are still as deadly a trio as you'll find in the Eastern Conference. I think the Philadelphia 76 is going to have a big year this year. I think James Harden's got something to prove. I think Tyrese Maxey is taking it to another level. And Joel Embiid arguably is one of the top two or three players in the game. So the Bulls got their work cut out from this year. Uh, Patrick Williams going crazy when nobody else is on the court. We've seen it before. But now, October 19th is right around the corner. It's time to see what these boys are made of. Dudes have gotten their money, but there's still dudes that are waiting for their money. You know, Billy Donovan's going into the third year of a four-year deal. Nikola Vucevic is going into the final year of his deal. Ayo Desumu is the second-round pick, so he's going to get paid earlier, which means this season is a very important one for him. And, of course, you got Patrick Williams. You're trying to find out what you got to do with this qualifying offer coming up here, right? You don't want the Lowry marketing situation once again where you're, you're hemming and hawing about paying a draft pick. And as we look at it, as it stands right now, there's still a conversation to be had. The jury is still out. So, yeah, I love the Patrick Williams goes off when nobody else is on the court games as much as anybody else. But come October 19th, Patrick Williams is going to have to go off when Zach Levine, DeMar DeRozan, and Nikola Vucevic are out there. And that's the only way that the Bulls are going to separate themselves from this middle-tier Eastern Conference glob that we currently have. We'll be back with more of the full goal with Jason Goff. After a word from our sponsors. This episode is brought to you by Hotels.com. If you're busy like me and you're trying to catch your kids' games, it's important to have somewhere where you can go to find a good hotel. We're all over the place. Sometimes, you know, we're in Florida, we'll be in New York. You want to take the wife on a quick vacation and get away? Whether you're looking for a relaxing getaway or heading out of town to see the playoffs, Hotels.com app has a perfect hotel for every trip. Compare up to five hotels side by side so you can see prices, amenities, and star ratings without having to switch back and forth between options. So start planning your next getaway and find your perfect somewhere in the Hotels.com app today. This episode is brought to you by NetSuite by Oracle. As your business grows, you might start seeing some lag. There's too much work for your team, too many different processes, and it takes forever to close the books. If this sounds like you, you should know these three numbers, 37,000, 25, and 1. 37,000 is the number of businesses that have upgraded to NetSuite by Oracle. It's a cloud financial system that can help streamline accounting, financial management, inventory, HR, and more. 25, that's how many years NetSuite has been helping businesses do more with less. And one, because your one-of-a-kind business deserves a customized solution for your KPIs. It's like when you come here for this podcast or when you check out your favorite website to gather all the info you need to make better decisions for your fantasy leagues. Well, NetSuite does that for your business and then some. It's one efficient system 
one source of truth with everything you need to grow. Right now, download NetSuite's popular KPI checklist designed to give you consistently excellent performance absolutely free at netsuite.com slash ringer. That is netsuite.com slash ringer. Hey, this is Lance Briggs. You're listening to The Full Go with Jason Goff. You know what I love? I love when something stupid in the NFL happens and everybody goes crazy about it, especially when it comes to rules. Remember the Cowboys-Packers game where Des Bryant is reaching for the end zone and it was ruled no catch and we did the whole, was it a catch, was it not a catch? Then they had to take it back to the rules committee and completing a catch and if you can drop it on the way down and all this other stuff. And in the same way that we went about that, we're going to go about this shit with the roughing the passer calls and let, 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 let's get one thing clear and I won't keep you very long when it comes to this conversation but let's get one thing very 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 clear you ever had a place in your grandmother or grandfather's house where you couldn't play right you ever had a room that was just covered in plastic I'm talking about from the floor to the couches to the damn near the TV. I had a room like this. You know, God bless my grandmother's soul. Shout out to Grandma Shell, right? Shout out to 8845 South State Street. I pretty much spent a quarter, damn near a third of my life in this house. Every weekend, I went to my grandmother's house on the south side of Chicago. And every weekend, I walked into that living room knowing damn well I shouldn't be in there. Right. And and you, you got the basement downstairs. You got the other basement downstairs. We had like two levels of basement in my grandmother's house. You had a basement where it was cool to play and do all those other things. You could do your little backflips like a little dumbass kid that you were. Be careful, though, because that, that, that there's cement under that carpet. So you'll bust your head and rock candy will fall out. And then all of a sudden your mom got to come get you two days later. And you got to tell her why you got a damn knot on your head because there ain't no insulation between the rug and the cement floor on the then you got the second basement you can go down there and play, right? You had all the things. You had a weight bench down there, right? All the things you can get into. There was like a bar area with no drinks or anything. So we would hide and make forts and do all that type of wild shit as kids. But we knew, we knew to stay our black asses out of that living room. You know why? Because the living room was for the block club meetings. The living room was for the prayer groups. The living room was for guests, okay? When you went to grandma's house, you weren't no damn guest, okay? You you would have helped, okay? You would have helped to get that living room squared away. You would have helped to make sure that living room was clean. You would have helped to make sure that anybody that was in that living room, if they needed some water, if they needed something, you would have to bring it. Okay, and every once in a while you get to you get to enjoy yourself in the living room. Every once in a while, I fall asleep on those couches covered with plastic and wake up stuck to them on a hot summer day, <laughs> you know, needing a spatula to get my black ass off that couch. Right? <laughs> like, like, pour some water on me. I, I am stuck. That sounds to painful. The oh my god! <laughs> Kidding me? Stuck to the couch. You remember? You remember uh, a Christmas story? My man put his tongue. Yeah, on the, no, on that's the exactly bowl. how I figured. Yeah, that's it's how not. my face was velcroed to these plastic seat cushion covers on my grandmother's couch. And boy, when them plastic covers came off, you knew it was a holiday. You better not sit your black ass on them cushions. Okay? Yeah, two floors of basement. Yeah, you stay there. You have Figure all the fun out. in that basement. Yeah, or take your ass in Granddad's room and watch National Geographic with him while while he don't know that you 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 know going in there is your punishment. <laughs> like like that that like those are the things. And you say to yourself, "Hey, golf, I love this story, but how does what does this have to do with roughing the passer? NFL quarterbacks are your grandmother's living room, okay? 
all this bullshit, people running around. Well, we're treating them so soft now and we're taking too much care of them and nobody's playing football anymore. You know why? You know why? Because Carson Palmer got hurt a long time ago. Tom Brady got hurt a long time ago. Kimo Von Olhoffen was was breaking people's legs. Tony Siragusa, God rest his soul, was dropping all his body weight on Rich Gannon and bouncing off of him. And then what happened? You had motherfuckers like TJ Yates and, and dudes like that quarterback in playoff games. That's why, Chris Jones, <laughs> you get a rough in the passer call while you have the ball in your hands on Derek Carr. Right? That's why. Grady Jarrett, you get a roughing the passing call when you swinging Tom Brady's beautiful cheekbones to the ground. That's why you get one. Because the people that matter the most, okay, the dudes that matter the most on the field are the quarterbacks. We are here to watch quarterbacks sling the pill all around the yard. Nobody turns a football game off faster than an uninvested fan that is watching a second or third string quarterback. Hey, remember all that Miami Dolphins talk that we had, right? With, with, with Black Mike McDaniel and, and Tua Tungavailoa, the man has six touchdowns. And we ain't talked about the Dolphins since. You know why? Because they quarterback got knocked silly. And because they quarterback got knocked silly, they backup quarterback got tapped on the shoulder. They're like, hey, man, we can't risk this shit. You got to go sit your ass out too. They had Skyler Thompson out there throwing passes. So for everybody out there wondering why the NFL is treating the, the glamour boys, the, the, the most important position in sports this way, you know why? It's the same reason your grandmother treated that couch that way. Ain't nothing in this house more valuable than the presentation, okay? Than the, than the entertainment value, than the comfort of watching something that you know is going to be fulfilling. The reason why Las Vegas and Kansas City was fun to watch on Monday Night Football is because you had two primetime quarterbacks. Say what you want. Say what you want about Derek Carr. I think he's much maligned. I think he's as good as he's supposed to be. But guess what? There are 25 dudes in the NFL starting at the quarterback position who are making $20 million or more. So if you won't tell me, okay, if you won't tell me Owner, owner A of, of team B, that the most important position that I'm in most invested in is going to be taken care of more so than anybody else on the field, have at it. And guess what you're going to do as NFL fans? You're going to nestle your dumb ass right up to the television on Sunday, on Monday, and on Thursday because this is the sport that changes the rules damn near on a year-to-year basis and say what you're going to do. What you going to do? We've been talking about NFL football being softer and softer and softer for the last 20 years. And what you going to do? FanDuel Sportsbook app ain't, ain't, ain't running out of money anytime soon because your ass is still going to watch these games. We still going to put these bets in on our same game parlays because the quarterback position matters more than anybody else on the field. And then shout out to Kyle Brent who pointed this out as well. What's the second most important position right now in terms of money allocation? Pass rusher, okay? So if you got those two entities meeting in pivotal moments in games, I need you to do your job. I just need you to do it a little bit more gently, okay? And yes, I thought the Grady Jarrett call was some bullshit. I thought the Chris Jones call was some bigger bullshit. Like, that was horrible. 
Like you can't do anything more than what Chris Jones tried to do. He tried to brace himself with his left hand while scooping the ball up in his right hand. Just so happened a quarterback was underneath him. And and yes, it is incumbent upon you to do better at protecting your quarterback. But this is the only sport where the most important player on the field or the most important player on the playing surface has a security team, like like has a wall of protection that that is designated to make sure that he is upright. So yeah, the, the rules are going to skew. Are they getting a little out of control? Sure. But guess what? We've come a long way from what used to be able to happen, not just to quarterbacks, but on the perimeter. You remember what used to happen to wide receivers all the way down the field? Now, you got five yards, you can touch them. That's it. So the game has changed. The game will continue to change. You know, the the disruption in in our little, you know, sports continuum every once in a while that happens when people get up in arms about a call that is blatant, that's fine. If we need to go to replaying these calls, that's fine. I'm down, you know, as long as you get it right. But it's a pretty subjective call. It's a pretty subjective call. So for everybody out there hemming and hawing the same way they all did when Tua Tungavailoa got his bell rung, and I know I'm not supposed to say that because it kind of takes the – the, the severity off of what's actually happening out there on the field. When Tua Tungavailoa got hurt and everybody was up in arms, thank God my man Dominique Foxworth came out here and was like, hey, by the way, uh, you know, ring that same bell for Thursday night football. Like, ring that same bell for special teams who are out here getting their ass chopped up on the field and all we do is go to commercial because they're not the quarterback. So, yeah, we know what's going to happen. You know what's going to happen. The rules are going to uh, dictate the health of the quarterback and the sustainability of the quarterback position, which is why also you got a bunch of teams in this league who got quarterbacks that we know ain't taking them a damn place, but they stay upright long enough and they win enough games and then you have to mess around and pay them like Matt Schaub or like Andy Dalton, like some of these dudes who you know aren't going to take you over the top. It might be the limiting factor for your team, but you don't know when you're going to come by another one of these because the game allows so many of these guys to to be viable entities. So in the long run, yeah. Is, is it going to change the game that you love so much? Yeah, it'll change it a little bit. But guess what? This game changes every single year. And all you get to do is eat another big helping handful of it, just a big mediocre spoonful of it. And that's exactly what's happening here. The gameplay over the last few weeks has been mid at best. And now we're getting to talking about the refs. All in all, the NFL is getting the action and the, the attention that it needs. But you can save all your hand-wringing. You can save all your, your, your pearl-clutching. You can save all the talk about how soft this sport has gotten. It's never going to be what it was. Wide receivers are able to run freely over the middle of the field. When I was a kid, that wasn't allowed. You was getting your head knocked off. And that has been taken out of the game. So what makes you think that they're not going to protect at, at greater measure the most important player on the field. Yeah, that's what happens. Tom Brady gets thrown down. Rules change. We've seen it before. Stop acting like we're not going to see it again. It's the full go, baby! All right, y'all. That's all the time we got for the full go, episode 162. We appreciate you so much for hanging out with us here on the pod. want to thank our production staff as always, the shadowy figure that is known as Steve Cerruti. Speaking of on the clock, my man Cerruti's on the clock. They got that. They got that new album getting ready to drop any day in the Cerruti family, right? Got got the young lady on the way here. So 
Uh, we are on baby alert as a crew. So shout out to Steve Cerruti and his lovely, lovely lady. And of course, shout out to the always active Jesse Lopez and my main man, Tony Gill. Tony is getting ready to be married and uh, he is he is handling all the last minute things. Jesse, should I, because um, I got to go to the bank tomorrow anyway. Should I get Tony his money in ones uh, or should I get him in pennies? Because, you know, I'm thinking, I'm thinking I might go like 500 for him or whatever. So should I give him like 500 ones? Is that a bad way to start the, the, the marriage? Like in terms of what he has to, what he just has give him, to. You, you go with Sopranos drown, just give him a, a, a little brick. Yeah, a little I, brick. that's, that's the reason I'm giving, the, I'm getting the no. white envelope and just putting his money in it. And hoping oh he yeah, knows def- that's I think me. you go with the ones. I think yeah. you definitely go the with ones? the ones. All right, yeah. Bet, bet. Go with so the shit. ones. That way, Shout you know, out. you had it to him. It's just a yeah. thick, thick brick. And then yeah. Tony's just like, what the hell? Yeah, this is, <laughs> no, nah, this is from me to you. You know, there it be is. your first, yeah, yeah. For your, be your first child, be a masculine child. You feel me? So yeah, I get him. I get him uh, five hundred ones, and hopefully, uh, hopefully, it's spent in the right place, and only five hundred ones could be spent. Shout out to our main man Tony Gill <laughs> and his uh, pending nuptials. Uh, we will catch them when? When will we catch them? Just because I know, I know our schedule changed a little bit. Thursday night, yeah, we'll Thursday catch them after on Thursday Bears night. Commanders. Yeah, Bears commies will get it on. Next thing you know, we'll be on here on Thursday night to holler at you. Uh, for everybody involved, thank you so much for downloading this thing. Thank you for subscribing to it. Thank you for rating and reviewing it, sharing it with your friends and family. Whatever you do for this pod, we truly are appreciative of it. And as always, from me and mine to you and yours, take care of each other and remember, be safe. This episode is brought to you by Hotels.com. If you're busy like me and you're trying to catch your kids' games, it's important to have somewhere where you can go to find a good hotel. We're all over the place. Sometimes, you know, we're in Florida, we'll be in New York, we want to take the wife on a quick vacation and get away. Whether you're looking for a relaxing getaway or heading out of town to see the playoffs, Hotels.com app has a perfect hotel for every trip. Compare up to five hotels side-by-side so you can see prices, amenities, and star ratings without having to switch back and forth between options. So start planning your next getaway and find your perfect somewhere in the Hotels.com app today. This episode is brought to you by State Farm. You might say all kinds of stuff when things go wrong, but these are the words you really need to remember. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. They've got options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, File a claim right on the State Farm mobile app and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.